This is Carnu feeding Henri. It's still Gianni Henri. Everybody, what is up? If you're listening to my voice, this is not a dream. This is the Full 90 Gooner Podcast. Myself, Mario, uh, and I am joined with Ryan Hennick. Ryan, so good to hear from you, buddy. How are you? Mario, I'm great. Uh, Full 90 Gooner is back from the dead like a like a white walker that was not burned <laughs> by flames. We are we are back and stronger than ever. <laughs> Oh man, I, I you know what game Game of Thrones references? I uh, I I miss that show. We got to get it until next year. I know we got we got a full year, like just like uh, waiting on Arsene Wenger's uh, contract renewal. We got another another year to, uh, to wait for it. <laughs> oh yeah, we see. We'll see what happens uh, when everything uh, sets into motion. I guess in the next couple of months. Um, but no, ladies and gentlemen, yes, it is a full 90 Gooner podcast. Um, uh, you know, we've been jonesing, we've been talking, you know, all of us, Elliot, uh, Ryan, AJ, myself, um, we've been giving our comments on, on matches. We've been setting it out there on Twitter and, and just, you know what? So we decided to like, at least come on and give our thoughts because a lot has happened. A lot has happened in the, I don't even know how many months that we've been offline. Um, I started this new thing where I, I moved the the RSS feed uh, to anchor.fm, which is an app uh, that allows you, it's kind of like, like Snapchat or, or uh, Instagram, but audio versions, you can set up uh, thoughts for 24 hours and then that can be, become a podcast uh so i moved it on to there it, it's it's all right i we've still we're you know what ryan we still have a listener base because the last one i did uh still was getting pretty pretty decent uh listens so we're still relevant out there even though there's so many other arsenal podcasts they're just blooming of course you know AFTV is is still there, still doing their thing. I think they were here for Gunnar Gras uh, in New Orleans. Um, our good friends at, over at uh, the Gunners in the USA podcast were, were on there, so so big ups to them. But no, you know, Anchor.fm, it, it, it allows us to have a, like a radio station. You can call in, you can give your thoughts. Uh, Peg C. Gunner, shout outs to him. He does his thing. He gives us his thoughts. So it's open. You guys can... Call in, give us your thoughts on the matches, transfers, players. If you just want to say hello, you can do that. Uh, it's a great way to interact with any, everybody. But I'm just saying that because that's what we move to now. That's who hosts our podcast. So, um, yeah, you can reach us there. It's anchor.fm slash full90gooner. Um, but anyways, enough about that. Uh, let's, let's get into um, some crazy, crazy couple of weeks um, I guess it, you know, it's, it's, it's happened transfer sagas, whatever, but you're giving, you're, you're getting our thoughts. So I guess Ryan, if you wanted to start off, I guess let's, let's start off with the most recent thing, which was the match this past weekend. Um, the, the five, one victory, 
for the, for Arsenal. Um, let's. Uh, what, what did you think? You know, Aubameyang's first outing, uh, Mkhitaryan's first start, uh, Ramsey, um, Jesus, hat trick, hero. Uh, it's just so so many positives um, to see. So, wh- wh- how how did you? Uh, oh, let's. How did you feel going into this match? Well, overall, I was I was excited. Uh, to be honest, it was. Um which is kind of surprising considering our last result away to Swansea, the disaster that that match was. Um, I guess not a lot of reason to be excited and optimistic, but of course, um, Arsenal, the king of content, the king of brands, um, followed up the results on the pitch with amazing results off the pitch with the, the signing of Yo Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang, which uh, I think, you know, revitalized a lot of hope and excitement. Um, I get a lot of people don't get that excited for transfer windows and, and kind of wish, you know, can't wait till they're over. Um, but I think Arsenal, the fan base, the club, um, the, the locker room, the entire squad needed that kind of a rejuvenation. You had obviously Mkhitaryan coming in a few days prior. So I was excited knowing that these guys have been training all week. Um, you know, how are we going to line up? Um, would Lacazette and Aubameyang play together? Obviously, we got the answer. The answer is no. Um, <laughs> you know, would Mkhitaryan, Ozil, Ramsey, Wilshire, how would we fit all these players, kind of te- similar technical players, midfielders, into the starting 11? So, um, that, I mean, that I, I think overall, kind of harping back to the transfer window, um, we added two players. Um, Mkhitaryan especially, I think, was, for me, maybe an even more important signing than Obama Yang. Um, and the reason I think that is because we were, I think Arsenal as, as a whole was lacking um, overall technical proficiency. Um, I'm, I'm talking about a, players like, you know, Alexander Fleb, Fabregas, Rositsky, um, Samir Nasri, the, the type of players who can com- combine high level of, of dribbling, vision, uh, picking out a pass, um, linking play, you know, technical one-twos in tight spaces. If, if you look at Arsenal over the past couple of years, we really don't have a lot of those players anymore. I mean, obviously, we, Mesut Ozil is the obvious one. Um, we had Alexis, who could create and score goals, but he wasn't really a, he was a individual creator uh, more so than he was a, a team uh, system creator. So, um, and obviously with Mkhitaryan showed up, you know, against Everton, that's exactly what he can do. He, he's, he's linking, he's combining, he's, he's looking for, looking for passes, looking for runs, spotting runs, picking out crosses, um, that's that's the old arsenal that we're used to seeing, that kind of free flowing, um, high tempo style of football. Um, not that he's the fastest with pace, but again, kind of like what Santi Cazorla brought us, the way he plays, how quickly the ball transfers from left foot to right foot, and he's and he's moving up the pitch. He plays at a faster tempo because of his technical proficiency. Um, then of course you add Obama Yang, who is always looking to run off off the shoulder of defenders, who's looking to stretch defenses, 
Um, obviously, their connection back to Dortmund, and they, they ran riot in the Bundesliga um, and were, you know, amazing for, for two or three, at least three seasons there. So um, that link up is exciting. Now you, of course, you get at Mesodozo into the mix. Um, you got an inform Ramsey. Um, you know, there's excitement there. Um, can we defend? Can we, do we have a system? <laughs> do we have midfield in place to provide some sort of, uh, you know, um, discipline and protection? Probably not. I, I, I still don't think so. But if, if, if we're not going to defend, we don't have the personnel or the, um, approach to defend and keep clean sheets. Let's let's try and beat teams four to three. You know, fuck it. Like that. That's fine. If 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 we're not going to go by a central midfielder who can sit and protect when need be in front of the back four, um, which we haven't had one since Gilberto Silva, then you know, hey, let's let's just go out and and play some exciting football. Um, if we give up a few goals in the meantime, and and you know try and outscore teams. And I, I guess that's better than not playing exciting football, still conceding goals and not getting three points. Um, so that's kind of how I view the, the transfer window. And then of course, leading up into the Everton result, I think that's exactly what we saw was, was a more uh, liberated free flowing um, looked like, looked like the whole team really enjoying themselves, really enjoying their football again. Now, of course, it helped that Everton were, were god-awful and really <laughs> didn't look like they wanted to be there. Um, I don't know why teams happen to do that when they come to the Emirates, and, and it's the exact opposite when we go to to uh, away teams' home grounds. But, um, you know, we're playing good football at, at, at home, and um, that's all you can ask for. Um, consistency, consistency is going to have to come – away from home if we're going to get back to the top four, if we're going to challenge for the Europa League, and if we ever going to want to make that jump to a title contender, we can't, we can't play, you know, like gangbusters at home and then Sunday league away. So um, we're gonna have to find that balance. And, uh, but I, I'm, I'm overall, I'm optimistic. Um, on how the squad looks and, and excited for the final stretch of the season with these very talented attacking players. Yeah, I, I am ecstatic. I mean, how much, how much do you attribute then um, Arsenal's performance against Everton? Is it, is it more because Everton were just really, really shitty or was it because Arsenal was really, really good? I think we really put them to the sword, to be honest. I think um, even even before the goals, you could tell we had, you know, um, a renewed sense of energy. And um, like I said, the guys, they, they just all all 11 players looked like they were they had kind of a they were refreshed. They were pumped up. They were they were hyped for, you know, for the two new players coming. And I think they knew that's what the team needed. Um Alexander Lacazette may not agree, right? Um, <laughs> it's I think we'll, we'll probably touch on that, and and that that'll that's definitely going to be an interesting one to watch how that's managed. But um, yeah, I think um, I think when you have, I mean, listen, when you put out attacking options with with Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Ramsey, um, Obama Yang, and even you know having Iwobi on his preferred left side, 
Um, that's when those, when that those combinations are humming like they were, it's going to be tough for any team to, to keep us out. So, um, I think that showed against Everton. And, and I think once we hit them with that first goal, they, their heads dropped even more so. And then it was, it was really just, uh, you know, all out on, uh, on our attack and able to just dominate and, and, and get the win. You know what? Um, it, it's, it, it was crazy because when the lineups came out and it's very Arsene Wenger-esque that new signings either are on the bench or they don't start. Um, and I, I was like, ah, you know what? It could be, it, it could be that, uh, you know, Lacazette is going to start up front. Mkhitaryan, I, I would, I was assuming leaning towards that he was going to make uh, his debut, uh, in the league. And then Alex, it will be. And then when, when you saw Obama Yang was starting, uh, Mkhitaryan was on there. Ozil was on there. And I was just like, wow, this is really crazy. Uh, he's actually starting Obama Yang, which was awesome. And then Alex, it will be. Uh, a lot of people were saying, what what the hell? Why not put Lacazette on there and really show what that attack can do? What do you think the logic was there with putting uh, Alex Iwobi instead of um, uh, Lacazette? Well, I think naturally Iwobi is a, I mean, he is a left winger. He's a left-sided midfielder whereas Lacazette is, is a natural striker. So I think when you look at it that way, it, it does make sense that you would you would play Iwobi there instead of Lacazette. Now, do I think Lacazette can play in kind of that, you know, left-sided forward position? I think he could. I mean, it, you know, you see a lot of the positions where Iwobi took up. It's not as if he's hugging the touchline, whipping in crosses. He's, he's basically a... a just removed forward player that that is playing from the left side coming centrally right so i think lacazette's skill set can also play in that position he can play these tight interchanges um you know one twos and and come in from the left and um play between a striker between a 10 and i think he could succeed there but i think arson um naturally is going to say listen awobi's a left-sided midfielder He's going to play there um, instead of Lacazette, and I don't. You know, th- th- will that remain? Um, will we keep that same formation uh, away from home? You know, will we go back to a three-man defense? I don't know. Um, that's kind of um, we've we've. I think the team as a whole, and of course, Wenger has failed to get that balance. Why? Why we can play like that at home, and look a completely disinterested disheveled mess of a team away from home there's really no excuse that shouldn't happen with with that same personnel so um you know but i think awobi acquitted himself very well and i think clearly he he's a left-sided player he's he's so much more comfortable receiving the ball turning inside coming cutting inside from the left playing centrally than he is playing on the right-hand side, you, you, just, you wonder why he was ever played out there in the first place. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see how we look going forward. Of course, t- Tottenham up next, away yeah. from home. Um, granted, it's at Wembley, so we're, we're, you know, obviously familiar and comfortable playing there, but um, that's really 
all the goodwill built up from these home performances doesn't really matter much if you go out and completely fall off a cliff um, your next match away from home, especially against, uh, you know, obviously the North London Derby and, and playing for fourth. So it, it's a, I don't want to say it's a must win, but it, it's, it's, it's almost is to make that run at fourth. I mean, yeah, only, well, it's crazy. There's only, there's only 12, 12 matches left in the premier league, which yeah. I, I don't know how the hell the season went by that fast, but that's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's the home stretch. So we got to, you know, put up or shut up at this point. Yeah, and and you know what, uh, going into the Tottenham match, just quick. I mean, uh, you know, Tot- Tottenham not having the greatest of results, so hopefully, hopefully that uh, that can play in our favor. Um, d- tell me something. If you're put put yourself in Lacazette's shoes for a second, you're a high profile profile signing in the summer, um, and then to be outshun almost in in terms of money. Um, by another high-profile signing just a couple of months afterwards. Do, are you worried? I, I, th- I think it's, you know, it's, 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 diff- it's interesting and it's difficult because how many years have Arsenal fans been crying out for, to have spend the money at every single position and every single backup position? So we have quality when we rotate, if there's injuries, you know, different cup competitions. So now we kind of have that. And we've never had that at center forward since probably freaking, you know, uh, Henri and Will Tord, Onelka, Burkamp, right? So we, like, I mean, hell, not, it wasn't too long ago when Yaya freaking Sonogo was starting in Champions League matches, right? <laughs> so now we've got... All but, hail. But I, I, see, I, I see people saying, oh my, you know, how could we spend $53 million on Lacazette and then bench him? And then spend sixty million on another striker. Well, well, first of all, you didn't spend fifty million or sixty million on these two players. So why why do you really care that you know <laughs> the money the money spent? What what we sh- what you should be focused on is okay. Um, whatever happens, we have two very good strikers now in the club, which we haven't had um, since basically what Adebayor Van Persie. Um, uh, uh, you're forgetting Shamak and Bentner. Right. My, my point exactly. So, <laughs> um, so I think that's a good problem to have. The question is, I think it's the same point. I think it's very harsh on Lacazette because you, you look at, look at the team he's had to play in and he, and he's, and he's been starved of service. There's no, let's make no mistake about it. Yeah. Um, and he, and not, not, not from, I don't think any fault of his own. He's been a very willing runner. Uh, you know, he's, he's made so many runs, um, you know, coming from deep and we've had a midfield of, of Jaka and, and um, El Nene at times and guys who just aren't, aren't looking up or not getting him the ball. And so now, now you have a team almost like a kind of a fantasy dream team where you have Ozil, Ramsey, Mkhitaryan um, behind the striker and Lacazette sitting there from the bench. Like where the fuck was this all year? <laughs> Like, you 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 bring you bring in Mkhitaryan and Ozil to play together and a and a and a healthy Ramsey. I, I haven't had I haven't had anything like this all year. And now the new guy comes in and gets to just you know benefit from from these brilliant midfielders behind him. So I, I it's t- it's harsh on him. It is. Um, so you know, will he become the Europa League striker? Um, obviously, he will be because Obama Yang's cup tied. He can't play in that. So. He's going to get his chances there. The, the question is, can how shot is his confidence and his morale going to be if if he continues to 
basically be a reserve striker in the Premier League and not play with Obama Yang, with Oza, with Mkhitaryan. Um, he didn't look too pleased. No, right. And I, so how can you get him going for those matches he does play in? Um, that's that's where Arsenal's got to earn his money the rest of the season is, is to be able to keep him from going into those deep places in his mind where he's pissed off and, and not happy. And um, cause I do think it's, he's a little hard done by, but again, you, you know, we wanted Arson to spend the money and get the quality players. And he, he's done that. So if that, that's, that's, you, you look at the best teams, big teams across Europe, you got studs riding the bench all over the place, right? That's kind of, that's kind of modern football for you. Yeah. Um, it, I was, I was uh, just going to, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I was just going to say, uh, too, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point Arsene Wenger can line them up together, whether that's like a front two, you know, or, or a front three. I'm hoping to see that. I mean, you, you, you never, you never know, but I mean, anything could happen. I mean, we, we went to, we went to a back three, which people were crying out for, for a change. It happened. Uh, it worked for a time, became shitty, and then we went back to a back four, and it seems to be working fine. So you you, you never know. Um, I I wanted to touch on um, Mikatarian. Uh, I think he did three assists or whatever for yeah. this match. Yeah, Patrick um, assists. Yeah, I, it, I was really really impressed because as 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 we all know, Arsenal Twitter. Uh, and uh, I, Twitter in general, you know, um, trolling, uh, people trolling Arsenal um, by saying, oh, you know, Manchester United got the better deal. Uh, Mkhitaryan doesn't even want to play. You know, you, you know, you got you got the memes of Mkhitaryan uh, not wanting to leave and um, all these other things. And uh, of course, Arsenal, as Arsenal fans, we read into it too much. Um, he looked he looked very comfortable. Um I've I haven't seen a spark like this from from that sort of side uh, for for a while. I mean, Alexis did did a job, but we clearly could see that um, maybe the talks of him poisoning the locker room had some sort of truth to it. But um, I I don't I don't know, man. If if Mkhitaryan keeps playing this way, I, I want to say that we had well, Arsenal got the better deal. Well, you got to look at it this way. And there's a few different kind of prisms to, to look at this deal. So first of all, Alexis Sanchez was, he was leaving Arsenal regardless, right? So we had a, we had a player who was not going to be an Arsenal player in five months time. And yeah. he was two weeks away from signing with another team for free and Arsenal getting absolutely nothing in return other than his wages off the book, right? So... You look at it in that sense, and, and the fact that Arsenal can get get anybody of quality, let alone a player like Mkhitaryan, who I think fits way more into the system, the style, the um, kind of tendencies that that Arsenal football club are, are used to and what they model themselves on. Um, the fact that we got him basically as you know for free, right? Because again, we we had no we had no leverage we had no bargaining power because alexis was gone yeah so so the fact that we get mkhitaryan it 
in that scenario, I think is, is, is either luck or brilliance or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think we, we absolutely got a steal there, um, considering the circumstances that were in play. Now, I, I've also heard of another, a lot of things. Well, Megatarians, he's, you know, 29 years old. That's not, that's not good to, to give a, to sign somebody of, of that age. Well, okay, but didn't, didn't you want to re-sign Alexis? Now, mm -hmm. Alexis is, is, is 29 too. Mm -hmm. So you can't use that argument, well, make, you shouldn't have given Megatarian a deal or sign him because he's too old. Well, then, then you can't say that you, that you wanted to re-sign Alexis based on that same logic that, that, you know, he's in the wrong age profile too. So, um, and yeah, overall, I think, listen, he fits into this team a lot better than Alexis does. And, and Mkhitaryan didn't all of a sudden become a poor player during his 18 months, um, in Manchester, right? You could, you could tell that he was not ever going to be a good fit under a Jose Mourinho coach team. Um, you could, and that's not even a dig at Mourinho. It's not a, you know, it's just some players don't thrive under certain systems. Um, Mourinho being much more rigid, much more strict, um, much more task orientated manager of where you need to be on the pitch, what you need to do, what your role is, whereas Wenger, and I think Mkhitaryan as a player is much more express yourself, free, free flowing, not worried so much about roles and tasks, but just play the game as you know it, let it, let it come to you. Don't think, just play. And I think that's, I think you can see a free, deliberated Mkhitaryan um, with that confidence, with that, with that, without being shackled in a way. Um, he had a pep in his step. He had a different, a little bit of a burst, and willing to, and willing to prove himself because he probably felt, I have been a bit of a failure since coming to England. I don't want to be the guy who couldn't cut it in the Premier League, and you know had to go back to the Bundesliga, right? So he's got something to prove, and I think he's. He's obviously shown that in his first appearance. Well, second, he played. I know he came on at Swansea, but um, so I think again, all that considered, the fact that we got a player of that quality, um, considering Alexis was going to go on a free, is I think it's brilliant business. It really is. Yeah, I, I honestly think it was it was great. I I hundred one one hundred percent agree. Alexis Sanchez um, was going to leave anyways. It's not like he was going to stay at Arsenal. Um, which I think it was, it, it, it's, it is really good business. And, and I'm hoping to see a lot more from him. Um, th there was a lot of surprise performances uh, at Everton and, and whether or not it's a one-off or, or not. Um, it's, it's great to see Aaron Ramsey getting a break, uh, that not a brace. He's getting his hat trick. Um, Lauren Klaselny scoring. Um, it, 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 overall, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty solid match. I, I'm, I'm happy uh, with everyone's performance. Um, and, and, you know, we haven't even touched on um, Mesut Ozil signing uh, a three-year deal. I mean, that's massive. That's like another signing almost. That's It's, it's huge. Um, what, what is, A, I, I am ecstatic because it, it shows, I don't know what, somewhat of loyalty, I guess. Um, but it, it it shows you that that he's he's wanting to play. He's willing to be there, um, especially with the signings coming in, Mkhitaryan coming in, uh, Obama in coming in. The club is showing him that they they at least what th these players are showing ambition to to move forward. 
it's it's really refreshing to see and and he he played phenomenal yeah and in a game where we are probably our most deadly at in attack uh Meza didn't didn't even register an assist mm. um and but but was still obviously hugely influential but i think what I would, I would have, I would like to know. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think, I think there is a connection here. And, and Mesut Ozil signing his new deal, and our new personnel in the, in the, in the, yeah. you know, back room of Sven Listen Tat, Salehi, the the contract negotiator uh, executive who came over from Barcelona. Um, I think, but really Listen Tat. I think, I, 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 I have to think there's a huge influence there with him. And actually sitting down with Mesut Ozil, along with Wenger, of course, and being saying Mesut, who, what type of player do you want to see in this in this squad that's going to, in your opinion, get Arsenal to the top of the Premier League and and compete, uh, you know, on all fronts? What either or the tell me some players or, or the the you know the the physical makeup of a player, right? And and. I think Mkhitaryan's the perfect foil for Ozil because he basically similar to an Ozil clone, whereas teams now can't just solely focus on man-marking Ozil out of the game because if you do that, you've got Mkhitaryan to account for. He can he can drop deeper. He can pick up the ball, collect, get his head up, you know, break the lines, play the through balls, spread the ball out wide, and play with that up-tempo style just as well as Mesut Ozil can. So I, I, and and then you look obviously as a forward, a forward player, Ozil's probably like I need somebody who's making runs. I need somebody who's stretching defenses, who can, again, spread out a defense. Not not so they're going to be compact, ten men behind the ball, four banks, you know, two banks of four, congest things up. I need forwards who can spread wide, just constantly running in behind. So the defense has to respect that and it's going to give him more space to operate um mm. and i think with the personnel that came in and ozil signing his new deal i don't think that's coincidence i think he finally said listen i want to stay here i love this club i love london there's no there's no question about that um and he probably see probably said I, I i see the potential in this club but i need some guys who can ball with me like none of this mm-hmm. we can't can't have this bullshit anymore none of these kind of you know all respect to the, the Theo Walcotts, the Francis Coughlins, and, and those type of players, but I need guys who are on my level. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be Real Madrid, you want to be, you know, Man City, you got you got to go and get those guys. Um, it's just that simple. And, and Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan, um, I think those guys fit the bill. And I think this summer, yeah, obviously every summer is important for recruitment, but – uh, with Mesut Ozil being the age he is, Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan, it, it, we, we have a, a small window now um, where we cannot mess up a summer transfer window. Yeah. And you look, at, you look at the previous windows, look at the previous players we've brought in, and it, and it hasn't been very good in terms of on-the-field impact, right? So obviously Lacazette, who you know, is now being benched, uh, was our record signing, um, Last summer, we've had Kalasinach, who's absolutely fallen off a cliff. Who was yeah. a a? I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's I think he's going to be just fine. But again, you look at impact from signing to on field impact, not not good, right? Um, Mustafi, very hot and cold. Um, 
And obviously, you look at our midfield, Granit Xhaka, very, 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 mm. uh, I think, overall poor, a poor signing for me right now. So we we can't afford to have another one of these windows where we get we're, we're performing five out of ten uh, from signing to on field impact. Yeah, we have we have I think two probably three positions of crucial upgrading needed to be done in order to really compete. And we've said this for years, but it's it's still center midfield, <laughs> central defense, and I think goal I think goal, goalkeeper. goalkeeper. I yep. yeah. I really do. I think uh, it's, Czech it's, is not a, it's not a diss on Czech. I think he's been a, he's a great professional. I think he'd be a great, you know, number two. Um, we've got to go out and be ruthless. You have to be, you know. Yeah. Look, you 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 look at you see what and I and I get it. We're not in the same stratosphere and finances and resources, but you have to be ruthless, like Pep Guardiola. Mm, he that he inherited he inherited a team full of. Um, overpaid older guys who simply weren't good enough to compete at the highest level. And he, and, and in two years, he's completely redone that whole entire team. And you see, you see the benefits that are paying off. Yeah. You're seeing how they're doing. Yeah. Um, That's what we have to do. And we've, we've said that for, for years now, but it's, yeah. Do you, do you want to, do you want to be about it or do you want to talk about it? And we're at that point with Meza signing his new deal now, but he's, you know, he's 28, 29, whatever it is. He's, he's got a probably a three year window still at his peak ability. We have to now go out and get those corresponding pieces to fill the gaps and to be able to mount a title challenge. So we're not there yet, but it's prom- promising signs. It, yeah, it's it's all coming together. I think I agree with you with with everything that you said again. You know, uh, especially goalkeeping. Um, just uh, you know, P- Peter Cech. You know, he's had a great history. Probably one of the best goalies in the Premier League. Um, I guess in the past decade, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Very very good professional. Um, but yeah, it's just we're, we're lacking there. David Ospina clearly not not uh, not not a good replacement. Um, but uh, yeah, I totally agree uh, with what you're saying there. Um, it, you know, I have any. I wanted to quickly speak uh, on Jack Wilshere, kind of, kind of like a, a revitalized Jack Wilshere. Um, you know, he he came on. He he did uh, nothing to lose, nothing to lose. Um, and and he, I think he's done a pretty pretty decent job. Like everyone else has been thinking. Obviously, you know, Aaron Ramsey had to come in. Um, because he's he's fit, healthy, and clearly, clearly we saw um, why I why he would start ahead of him uh, with with this hat trick. Now I, I uh, don't get it twisted. I'm I'm still a little skeptical on on Aaron Ramsey here because uh, I think he's very hot and cold as well. But um, what do you make overall about Jack Wilshire? Like is, this is a really make or break type of thing for him. Yeah, I think obviously the, for me, Will with Jack, it's never been an issue of of skill level or ability. It's just it's clearly been an issue of of fitness and is is he is he available to to pick to play in a team? Let alone, you know, is he good enough or is he? Um, and I think it's been um, obviously this year was going to be the make or break for him. Um, went out on loan at Bournemouth, played okay. You know, had a at least a 
a run of games where he was was healthy and, and playing. I think that was the most important thing, regardless of, of his performances and numbers. But um, and he's 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 been called in when needed through uh, you know uh, injury uh, when Ramsey was out. And I think yeah, he, he's he's hardly put a foot wrong. Um, and again, you look at him, twenty five years old, um, not pressed into too much action. I mean, I know there's a, a spell there. We, I think he played like four full nineties in a row and everyone was thinking, okay, maybe we, we got to pump the brakes here. And otherwise we're going to, he's due for an injury he's due for the red zone type of type of muscle injury. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you look at it and again, uh, the more technically gifted um, dribbling dribblers, passers, um, tempo players uh, with the ball at their feet we have that's that's only a good thing and mm. you know if, if jack is a guy who gets 15 or so starts and is a rotational player or a starter would need be through injuries through rotation whatever it be that that's good that's a good thing um probably not a guy who you are going to say hey we need you to start 45 matches this season um, but I think that was our problem in the first place is an unhealthy dependence on him and Ramsey for that sake, knowing that they have a history of injuries. You need both of those guys. And if they're both healthy at the same time, one's coming off the bench and it's a healthy competition for that starting spot or, you know, one guy's playing in Europe, Europe and ro rotating for cup games and whatnot. That's, that's healthy competition and that's quality from multiple, um, spots in the squad so that that can only be a good thing yeah i i i i'm hoping um that he can stay healthy uh enough that um that he is uh gonna continue playing because uh, you know he gives heart you know he's 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 done really well uh in the in the matches that he's played and uh you know i i i'm i'm hoping that um that he could stay past the summer and, and, uh, and do his thing. Um, so it just, I guess before closing off the, with, you know, kind of like a little preview, I guess, of Tottenham, um, I want to talk about some, some departures here in, in, in memoriam, you know, uh, huge, huge departures, some, some, you know, kind of, kind of hurt a little. Um, and then some of them, you know, obviously the Alexis Sanchez, the saga was just, it was getting out of hand, um, you know. It it, it kind of hurt to see him in a Manchester United jersey, e even though it was kind of douchey. Um, you know, him playing the piano, um, Manchester United hanging up a banner uh, welcoming him and Adam and Humber, uh, kind of trollish, kind of assholeish. Uh, but I mean, you know what? You, you can't like like we like we've spoken in i guess uh on the whatsapp uh and then you hear it from other people too players aren't fans they're professionals um they get paid at the end of the day so you know what i, I can't be mad at them uh as, as much as sometimes i i i yeah i was upset but you can't you can't be mad he did it uh because he wants to win trophies i guess you know it's been his childhood dream like everyone says to play for the certain club that they sign uh, he's get he's getting paper. He's getting paid highest highest paid pay highest paid player. Um, 
what what did you make of that whole transfer saga? Well, I mean, I, I I'm not mad at Alexis. I, I it's kind of I don't know. I, I've kind of been I have a bit of a different perspective. Um, you know, coming from a, a, a coaching background and and kind of seeing behind the scenes of, of players and and a lot of fans don't don't get that they yeah. they they are they are fans of the club and and that that's that's fantastic and I as am I but you know when a player no longer plays for that club they now despise that player even though a month yeah. ago they were chanting their name so I, I get it but like <laughs> listen. Um, I think you look at Alexis over, you look at his career, right? He goes to Barcelona for three years, um, kind of runs his course, had some great moments, um, but kind of wore out as well. Um, comes to Arsenal, uh, you know, four years and same thing, kind of just, just ran out of track at the end of, at the end of, uh, you know, at the end of this window. And it was, it was time for him to go. It was, it was the best, it was the best deal for him. Obviously, yeah. listen, I have no problem with any player getting as much money as they possibly can because they have a limited career. Yep. Um, they can't play professional football, you know, until they're 65 years old. So get as much money as you absolutely possibly can. I have no problem with that. Yeah. And people that people that's, oh, he's a snake. He went for the money. Oh, my God. Who cares? Like, yeah. for, first of all, you, you would. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say you would. You, you would not even not even as a soccer player. You would in your own career if a company comes in and, and says, "I'm going to give, I, I'm going to offer you for the same job you're doing. I'm going to pay you, you know, fifty thousand dollars more a year." You're going to say no? Hell, hell no! Right? We all we're all going to we're all going to. That's that's the whole point of, of career advancement, you know, to, <laughs> to make as much money as you can, take care of your family, provide, you know, all that stuff. So like, let's let's. <laughs> Let's get off for a high horse. Oh, how yeah. dare he take more money? Get, get the fuck out of here! Like, just, just—it's not—it's nonsense. I'd be—I—I so I, I, I was just gonna say I'd be driving to the bank, being called a snake. I don't give yeah, a fuck. I'd be right, like, yeah, you right. know what? I'm going to the bank, baby. Um, uh, and so, I mean, I also think people forget a little bit how massive of a club Manchester United is. Oh yeah. Um, you know they—they—they've finished behind us the past couple of years and it's kind of in vogue to, to kind of mock them. And, and even for all the money they are spending, they're, they're not really, you know, coming close to winning the title in the past few years, but the, the pull for players, obviously we talk about the money, but, but there is a, there is an aura about that club that I don't even think Arsenal has really. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at the number seven shirt, you know, Cristiano, Eric Cantona, David Beckham. Uh, okay. The recent ones, maybe not so much, but like, so there, there is that, that's, that's a pull. Um, there is a global commercial, um, appeal there, obviously. So Aren't they I, the biggest? I think they're the biggest, right? Yeah, they are like, they yeah, are. They're like the, they're even, the even though they're a rival and, and it may not, you know, may not want to think that way, hey, but the I fact get it. they are. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, and Alexis over, listen, he's, he's a, he's a, He's a street baller, right? He's he's the guy you're playing pickup basketball with, and he yeah. he's you can't guard him. He's he's scoring on everybody, and but then he you you see him playing a team, and he struggles sometimes. Yeah, because his style, the way he his mind works, is not 
it's give me give me the ball and watch watch me work right watch me mm-hmm. watch me dominate and sometimes it's brilliant as we we've we've seen it many times in an arsenal shirt and sometimes it's frustrating and inefficient which yeah. we have seen many times as well so i think that's just the type of player he is i think he'll have probably three years in the united shirt and he'll move on somewhere else tfc um, yeah probably <laughs> yeah or you know i la I, Maybe China, right? Where he gets another payday. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, huge. Yeah. So I, I think, it, I think, it, I think it made sense for all parties involved. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but then you, you talk about the other departures. That oh. that's that's kind of been weird. I mean, I think I think again, we all most Arsenal fans have been calling for this kind of purge of um, good players, okay players, decent players, but players that. Um, had reached their peak of efficiency, if you will. Like we, we've, we've had 12 years of Theo Walcott. Um, we know what Theo Walcott can provide to Arsenal. Yeah. You know, I, we know what Olivier Giroud can provide. provide oh. And it's not, it's not to take anything away from, I, you know, listen, it's weird to see Theo turn up in an Everton shirt playing at the Emirates. It was like, it was odd. I think everyone probably it experienced was, that but, it's, but, but it's, it's, yeah i was just gonna say credit to credit to the fans for giving him the respect oh, I, just yeah. want, I just wanted to put that in there absolutely Anyways. no that, that was that was brilliant and um i i was i was texting with uh, a mate of mine who's an everton fan i'm like you know what's gonna happen theo will get we'll get the consolation in a 5-1 victory this is this is when i we we went 1-0 up and it ended up being five one, obviously he didn't get the goal. It was, it was yeah. he, he was pretty peak Theo though when he had that chance one on one. Yeah, where he took about <laughs> yeah. he took about three inefficient dribbles too many, um, doted on the ball, turn, put it back on his right, and then by that time two defenders came back to block the chance. So that was mm. pretty. Uh, that was that was Theo in a nutshell, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but I think you know again, you you got to credit Wenger and the backroom staff with being showing that ruthlessness and saying hey. we. We we need to move on from you if we're going to get yeah. to where we want to be. It just and that's that's life. That's sport. That's you know. Yeah. Um, celebrate the good times and and look back. There's listen, Drude and and Theo oh. and and even Cochlin and you know listen they they did they put in a shift. Yeah, there's there's some good times there and there was some some bad ones, but um, it's football, man. Like nobody plays yeah the same team for their for their careers anymore. It's just not modern football just doesn't happen. So you gotta, you gotta congratulate him, wish him the best. And hopefully we, we make the right moves to replace him. It was, it was, it was a tad sad, you know, seeing Olivier Giroud wearing a blue shirt. I mean, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He's, 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 he's an arsenal, excuse me, arsenal hero. And uh, I, I, he's, I love, I love Olivier Giroud. I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, But you know, yeah, you're right. It's it is what it is. You have to have that ruthlessness to if you're going to move forward. Mesut Ozil, key. You know, it's a, it's a brand new era. You know, uh, we got rid of some dead weight: Chamberlain, Theo, uh, Giroud, Coughlin, um, Alexis Sanchez. Not not a dead weight, but a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know what? Another one that was very surprising is Debushi. That one was. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> where the hell did that come from?" But you knew that was coming. That was uh, yeah. That was about three years too late. But uh, yeah. you know, last summer and summer before that, we 
we didn't buy him out of the contract and he just stayed yeah. on the team. This, yeah. this, uh, this window, he said, all right, let, let's, let's just right. be over with this shit. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll pay you out of your last six months. Go to, go to Saint Etienne and, and you know, about your it's day. over. It's done with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and that was the transfer in a nutshell. It was cra- I think we've done more. We've had more transfer activity this January than in previous seasons. Um, it, it's just a big high profile signings is oh, what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean it, it, it felt like a going through your FIFA 18 transfer yeah. window. You know, where, you, where you're just like he's gone, he's gone. No, you know, no more, you know, he's out. Yep. All right. Let's bring in six new players and and I and I hope <laughs> again we got to be at, that aggressive in the summer, uh, yeah. early in the summer, throughout the summer, summer and really supplement cuz all, all this is good and well, you know, getting you know, Obama Yang, uh, Mkhitaryan, and Ozil to a new deal. But if we don't capitalize on that and supplement in areas where we need to, um, then it's it's going to be for nothing, and it will be back in that same cycle. So let's see let's see what they have in store um, for the summer transfer window. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope and uh, let's hope that uh, those signings uh, continue to happen, especially in in the back, like you're saying. Um, I guess to sort of finish it off, let's 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 talk about Tottenham coming up on the weekend, seven thirty a.m. start Eastern time, uh, which for you it's what like five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah. Um, it should be should be a pretty good good game. Arsenal coming off obviously a really good win against Everton. Tottenham, eh, not so much. You know they tied. Uh, and they, they, they've been lackluster, but uh, don't get it twisted. They are still a deadly team. Um, actually, a really good team. Um, I'd have to admit that. Um, but uh, how, do you, how do you think you, you line up Arsenal against Tottenham? I'd, I'd have a hard time thinking anything, any changes, bar you know, injuries or anything, will, will be made from the Everton match. Um, so I, I, I see us lining up that the same exact way. And, mm. you know, it'd be hard to argue that considering how we played. It's just I, I'm literally at a loss for what my expectations are for being in an away match. Um, obviously, there's a lot to take from the first uh, matchup where we beat him 2-0, the Emirates. Um, and I think a... Again, Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan, and Ozil, where they're going to be pressing and should be a lot of space to, you know, play in Aubameyang and, and, and pick out those passes. You have those two technicians there. I think we could bode well for us, but, you know, we could be an absolute shit show at the back. And, um, <laughs> you know, I really I, – I don't know what to expect anymore uh, with this team away from home. So, um with that being said, I, I've still yet to decide because I've had pretty good luck with when I sleep in and don't wake up for the early kickoffs. <laughs> so I, I'm still, but it, you know, now I'm excited because I want to see, I want to see the boys play. Obviously, uh, uh, North London Derby. But do I do I do one, take one for the team, and and and, and sleep in and and not wake up, hoping oh, that man. that will lead to a positive result, or do I? potentially jeopardize the results by waking up and watching. I, you know, it's Monday. So I've got, I've got a few days 
I've got the week to, to, to think about it and, and, and make that choice. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what, my brother, my, my, uh, it's going to be a good one because as everyone knows, my brother's a Tottenham fan. Um, always, always some good banter there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would agree in terms of lining up the team the same way. Um, you, you surely you can't take off Aaron Ramsey the way he's playing. Uh, I guess the real test is going to be how Arsenal, like you said, Arsenal have been really shitty in away games. Now that we have these players, yes, we played at Emirates. We 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 absolutely bossed that game. Tottenham is a different beast, and it's away. So this, I guess, will sort of prove, kind of like you said earlier, it's it's not a it's not a must win, but it sort of is to try to prove that Arsenal can now play um, away from home. So. We'll see how we'll see how it goes, um, but uh, but yeah, I think you know what that pretty much wraps up our little talk here. You know, I wish Elliot and uh, and AJ could have made it on here, but uh, of course they're always failing fitness tests. So I guess we we might have to replace them. Uh, yeah, we gotta be they're, ruthless. They're... I know, gotta gotta be ruthless. Uh, AJ, AJ, the Theo Walcott, as he calls him, of of the pod. He, he may he may be maybe shipped up north to Merseyside, and and Elliot uh, loves loves a good cock, so he may be he may be sent out to uh, to pastures uh, in the in the in the uh, uh, Iborian Peninsula. Up there. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. As always, um, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, I'm hoping that we, maybe we can make it two weeks in a row. Try to find some time. We definitely got to talk about the Tottenham match. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping we could uh, we can continue on. Of course, we can't make promises, but we're trying. We have this jonesing in our loins of, you know, we keep talking about it on WhatsApp, and we kept talking about, all right, man, we should do a pod, and here we are. We did it. So. Little little baby steps. We're hoping to keep going. Um, so, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always great chatting with you. Likewise, my man. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's let's keep going. Yeah, let's uh, let's 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 uh, let's. Here's here's to another pod next week where we're talking about a great victory, another hat trick for Aaron Ramsey, a goal for Obama Yang. Hell, fuck, put put Nacho Monreal in there. Give give him a goal again. Uh, until until then guys thanks for listening and and we'll talk to you guys soon peace out